Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah. Welcome into the Creep Dive main episode. I did your full body kind of adjustment. It's an audio medium. Oh, wait, no. Hello Visuals. to our patrons. Hello. You get the full visual experience. Hello, Sophie White. That's right. Hi. It scares Cassandra Delaney. And you're Jan O.D.W.Y.E.R. This is the Creep Dive. Few compliments. Oh yeah. Oh really? For your compliments corner. Oh uh, <laughs> really? More love for the chaotic marathon. Um, Thank God. That was so good. Jen creeped it twice. And aren't <laughs> I? And aren't we all lucky? Because it was at the hundred year anniversary. It was indeed. So now we're getting all these lovely compliments. Fucking hell! I could tell it again. Will I? Go for Go it. Go on. The year was nineteen oh two. What? Oh no. I can't remember. And 100 year anniversary, 1922. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, this right. week, does anybody have a creep of the week that they'd like to share with us? I have one. Incredibly. Go yeah. on then. You might have seen this. Why did she ask the question? Sorry. No, just, <laughs> sometimes I feel like we're just watching Jen's podcast. And no. it's so fun. Like, yeah. It's amazing well, to you, get but... paid to sit in the audience of a podcast you love. Love it. I won't tell it if you do want it. Yeah. I want it. It's a good one. Okay. It's a Reddit threat, the old T-I-F-U. You know what that stands for? Today I fucked up. Oh. So here we go. Posted by Tyler Life. So T-I-F-U. My 20-year-old female girlfriend I of love two this story. Years. You know it? I, it was everywhere. Rebecca, I think, sent it in. Or it could have been Neve. 
or it could have been oh no I think it was rain um, all of them all of them so two years of two years told me the music that I 25 year old male play during sex is weird and a major turn off sorry what age is he again he's 25 okay oh, right, so okay. here's the backstory when I first started having sex I researched ways to be better at it mm. and mm. I was a little stiff and pretty much had no I idea mean, what I was fine. doing <laughs> I know I think that's the idea I read online that if you play music and match the rhythm in order to put and that will help your performance oh no what music is he playing wait, wait for it so I searched love making songs and started slowly creating a playlist so uh, so in the playlist was songs that I was comfortable matching the rhythm to mm-hmm. so rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> nice now slow it down as well something like I don't like slow I like rhythm sexual healing too slow it is yeah uh, anyway, there are a few songs on my playlist. However, there is one song in particular. Um, it happens to be my favorite that my girlfriend hates and says is a turn off in a major way. I don't understand why it has taken her two years to tell me she hates the song. It's a good love making song with good rhythm. Okay, so where was I? Okay, so go on. She doesn't like the song. Is it the Tong song? Well, that's no. what everyone was thinking, I'm sure. But he says, I didn't understand. You won't why I- expect the song. At all. Just wait, I'll play you the song after. Is it like Hans Zimmerman? So he says, I feel the way I fucked up is I probably could have asked her previously if she likes the playlist mm. or any song she'd like to add or change. But to leave it two years, thinking our sex life was great, but in her eyes, it had just been ruined by my music, has left the situation feeling awkward and I'm I'm a bit annoyed. I like so, the way Scouty is perfect. Perfe- Providing a soundtrack of also rhythmic. She's behind a curtain, so we're getting the nice kind of curtain movement too. Mm. So uh, then he says, I pretty much played this tune every time. So the amount of times she must have not been enjoying it when I thought the complete opposite is annoying me. But it's also embarrassing. That's just men. I know. Allow all men. That whole line about I probably should have asked her if she liked the playlist is just like... Truly, I mean, in the grand tradition of women not being asked what they like during sex, I mean. <laughs> so he said, uh, <clears throat> not to mention my previous partners. However, none of them had complained about the song. So maybe it's just her. So he says it's fucked the relationship, to be honest, because sex feels awkward now. Oh, and no. the other day we were having sex with no music, but I was still thrusting to the tune playing in my head. Oh my God, amazing. What is this? So she recognized it. His thrusting rhythm. thrust, oh my God. And asked me to please stop. (laughs) I thought this song was perfect and I always thrust along with the tune and I feel it gives me the perfect rhythm for doing the deed. (laughs) I usually bust to this song and find it devastating that she hates it. Oh my God. Are you ready? I mean, do we want to have a few goes, guessing? Or is you, it just... There's not a hope. I don't okay. think. Yeah. Let's bring ourselves back into that image then of we're all lying underneath this guy and he's playing it in his head and thrusting. And okay, no, it's playing out loud. No, no, but uh, in the latter part, he's in his head and she can tell that he's yeah. in his head. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that it's playing somewhere in the room. Okay, what is it? Ready? Just wait. Movie song. I don't know. Wait. Waiting for the beat to drop. Oh no, it's too slow. 
Wait. Come on, so it's like it sounds like you're being fucked by a balloon animal. <laughs> or like a dog's toy. Mm. It's just so slow. Oh my god. I'm getting into it now. Are, are you a kind of Here we go guys. Ready? I love it. Oh, like yeah. maybe not in the kind of it's the little off tune and there's groaning in the song too. Ready? Ooh, did you get that? Anyway, so that's our creep of the week. And, uh, Very funny. People are obviously telling him he's a lunatic. Uh, well, they're just like, do you know what? Well, I want to know what list he read that said that was a good, sexy mm. song. I think it he was on like to the Onions. Oh, oh, really? It, it I'd was. say it was on a parody site, and it was like, this is a great song. To and come he, to. he misinterpreted it. Yeah. Okay. Oh dear, Sarah's telling us he used his real name in the Reddit account. So someone's doxed him and now that's, that's it. Hashtag brave. brave. Uh, whatever. More people need to be them, their real selves and not anonymous online. True. Mm. Okay. Do you think it shows a, kind of a touch of self-awareness to put the, put the question out there in a genuine way? To well, be like, is this a... Me-? He, it is the, it's not the am I the asshole threat. No, yeah. It's the acknowledgement yeah, I did exactly. mess up threat. It is yeah. the acknowledgement and maybe this might be a learning opportunity Welcome. for many um, heterosexual men. <laughs> Their songs. Okay, I have quite a random creep of the week. Come on. Um, wait, before we move to that, you do know about Leonardo DiCaprio and how he fucks, yeah? No, just the, just the, the 20... AirPods and a vape? No. Have you ever heard this? No. I think this first came to light on Dumois. Um, basically that there was like this rumor that like what A-list actor who only jates people under 25 insists on AirPods and vaping while fucking. So apparently it's Leonardo DiCaprio. Also he broke up with his um, 25 year old on her birthday. Yeah she just turned 26. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if it was really on her birthday but if anyone listens to Who Weekly Bobby wrote a screenplay (laughs) kind of a sort of an, an imagining of the breakup and it's like truly got me through a tough week it was so funny so uh, this guy's thing is young females yeah there's an amazing um, like timeline infographic-y thing online if you just look up you know that basically you'll find it and uh, yeah he's been he's incredibly consistent with the under 25s yeah it's just like no over 25s rule you know all right. Yeah. Well, as long as they're all consenting. It's unseemly, I would say. But Seems a bit fine. shallow. The thing is, like, George Clooney used to be, the, his, you know, George kind of walked so Leo could run mm. with this lifestyle choice, quote unquote. And then obviously George, but George had a bit more flair, a bit more charm. I think Leo lacks that. So we were kind of ready for it with George. But do you ever remember um, that... Uh, Amy Poehler joke about um, do you remember George Clooney was in that movie with Sandra Bullock that was set in outer space and it was just the two of them and it was like this crazy really visceral amazing yeah it was kind of an amazing film and Mm. Gravity yes Yes. and then Tina uh, Tina Fey or Amy Poehler at the Golden Globes made a joke about how George Clooney would rather float off into outer space than spend one more second with a woman his own age (laughs) (laughs) anyway okay 
I thought a fun creep of the week would be just to Google Daily Mail and leggy display. Yay. <laughs> We've had a few leggy displays today so far. Come on. They should put a limit on how many leggy displays they can have in one day. I'd say it should be five. Um, yeah, I think that they... They need to, I think they should cap it at five per month, personally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we go through some of the people who've put on a very leggy display uh, in the last few yes. I mean, it's Monday. There's been a lot of leggy displays over the weekend, no doubt. <laughs> Rachel Brosnahan puts on a leggy display in black bejeweled... Trousers? Leggings? Mini dress. Wow. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy a leggy display very much. Um, she was at Venice, looking nothing short of sensational. She cut a fashion forward figure in a black mini dress that showed off her long legs. A tight fitted garment was adorned in diamond jewels, which added a touch of sparkle to her monotone look. <laughs> God, well oh, fucking God. done. God, love them. Um, there is then obviously 300 words of... Um, you know, rephrasing of, of what black mini said. dress with a lot of leg on display. Amy Jackson puts on a very leggy display in a little black dress as she steps out during Venice Film Festival with her boyfriend, Ed Westwick. Now we've got a few other displays here. Amy Jackson put on a loved up display mm. with her boyfriend, Ed. And um, the actress put on a very leggy display. This is all in the first paragraph in a little black dress while elevating her height in a pair of stilettos. Oh. <laughs> She hid her eyes behind some oversized sunnies while Ed, who she went official with earlier this year, helped her onto a boat. <laughs> I fucking love it. Do you know what Ed was doing? Cutting a casual figure in a white t-shirt and a pair of cream shorts during the trip to Italy. Um, like, let's see who else. I, there's someone in an office. Here's another very leggy display. Go on. Thailand Blondau. I apologize. No idea. I don't know what that is. I apologize. Sounds like a syndrome. Helene. Helene. Yeah. She sent temperatures soaring (laughs) with a slew of snaps. A sick fuck is calling me on WhatsApp. That's bizarre. I fucking hate when people do that. And it comes through your laptop. Rude. Mm. Yeah. And like also just laptop. WhatsApp calls are the pit. Oh, interesting. Truly, who is that? Gotta be a mistake. No, they're typing. Oh, God. Watch this space, guys. (laughs) Um, Changing into a leopard print bikini, she sprawled her enviable physique out while taking part in a poolside photo shoot in a video she uploaded to Instagram. Like, amazing. I want to do my own leggy display, um, I think, and just see... It does get picked up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put out a press release. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what I was going to say is I might put on my own leggy display and read you guys, like, you know, kind of two truths, well, hold one on. false. What's our, Wait, um, you have to pick which one is really the Daily Mail and which one's me. Good idea. I'm going to do that next week. That's my homework. All right. All right. So this week, what kind of meat, Cass, what, do we have meat from you? I have a very long meaty one that we won't fit into a 40 minute episode. Um, what is it? It's about <laughs> a it's about a woman who was murdered back in the um, 
back in the day and <laughs> the last person to see her live was a priest because she'd gone to confession and how the murder inquiry went on for oh years and years and years oh come Amazing. on Irene you Gaza you give it to us right now for this main Irene Garza um, no it's, it's super super long it'll, it'll take maybe this main after we do the, what's this a main yeah. live but yeah, we this is let's just hang do out do you want to yeah. do it for the creeps for the hive I'll do it for the hive Okay. All right. I've got a man dead in a septic tank in a very strange position. Oh, like God. a kind of a poopy. A leggy display. And there, yes, so there is a leggy do. display. Yeah. And what do you have over there? Um, okay. Since those two are death, I will go <laughs> with. Well, hang on. Are we going to record? Obviously, it. It's the season for nine eleven. Yes. So obviously, because it's that was so cheery and took a second <laughs> to get what was going on. Yeah, I just want to make sure we're going to record again before nine eleven, so I can do my customary yes. nine eleven. We will, won't we? Yeah. Okay, so I'll put that back back where it goes, back up in the little brain hole, um, and I will do balloons. Men and their balls. Oh. Ah. Yeah, do you remember I did um, Felix, who... Opened the balloon, air balloon. Jumped out of, of a course. hot air balloon. Yes. Out from space. Yes. Near space, if you want to be a fucking pedant about it. Yeah. Um, and when, in the course of that, I really um, found some other quite joyful sort of men and hot air balloon capades. Excellent. Like... Like escapades, but balloon capades. So Beautiful. I can tell you a few men who like their balloons and then we do separate Septic tank. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Please continue. Okay. So first up, um, I, this, I have very little information about this, but it really tickled me and I was very, um, I was just kind of amazed, right? So basically, um, Hot air balloon technology. We talked all about it in that episode with Felix. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of only a few hundred years old. Or so they think. But. um, Get out of here. It could be older than that. Well, there is a theory um, that balloon, that the Aztecs may have had balloon technology. Wow. So um, that would be like 2,000 years ago. Pre-Inca Peruvians. Ooh, what were they doing with them? So there, have you ever heard of the Nazca um, lines? Yes, mm. of course. Yeah. Uh, from uh, when did they first get, when, whenever they started being able to take photographs, probably blimps and things like that. They were able to see these kind of mad drawings, huge drawings. Yeah, so they were rediscovered in the 1500s, but the actual full scale of them weren't revealed until, you know, they were starting to be able to be viewed from the air. And so basically they're these massive, like, kind of, they're called geoliths. Uh, Here's a picture of them. Oh, you're looking at that. Let's Um, have a look. What are they called again, Soph? G, uh, Nazca lines so they're in the Nazca desert in southern Peru right and they believe that they were created about 500 BCE whoa um, and they were basically made by incisions into the desert floor mm. a huge art attack massive huge the, yeah. the world's largest and oldest uh, art attack how big are we talking 
Um, it covers like uh, it covers in its entirety. Sorry, I can get it up here too. Basically, let me just tell you what they're like. So basically, they run across the landscape, but there's also figurative designs of yeah. animals and plants. Okay, isn't that amazing? Incredible. So some of the designs measure between four hundred meters and oh one thousand meters across. What? Yeah. Would that be a kilometer? I don't 1, want to go out on a limb just a in kilometer. case it's not, but I think it is a kilometer. <laughs> <laughs> and so the combined length. But how many miles? Wait for this. The combined length of all of the lines. Now, obviously, all the lines are kind of woven in and around each other. Um. But if you've laid them all straight, you've got 1,300 kilometers of individual lines. lines. And the question is, how the hell could they have done this art attack without any... And for it to stay. That, well, without any, yes, Overarching view of what was happening. Which is exactly... Well, I'd I'd argue that for this monkey, they didn't have an overarching view. Oh, now, of all of the lines, the monkey monkey is the most freehand. I yeah. like it. Oh, I no, like it's it. It's abstract. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have that mathematical Maybe look. they were like, oh, we could go very representational. And somebody else, some kind of pre-Picasso was like, boring. But when you think of this ant, like this ant has an incredible symmetry to it. Like they would have, have to have had to have seen that from above. Or maths. Or maths. Or maths. Exactly. But I like seen from above. Mm. So how they created them was that they like... Uh, you know, because they're still here thousands mm. of years later. Um, two, two, over two. <laughs> so it's absolutely incredible. But basically they removed the top layer of the kind of reddish brown sand and pebbles. And there's like a yellowy gray kind of subsoil. So they had to kind of dig out like, um, and the lines are like about that wide. They're like quite wide. They're sorry, about that wide, that's how yeah, like about 30 centimetres. Um, and sometimes they can go as wide as like, well, six feet. And it, was it dug into or was it clay laid? No, know? it's dug into to right. reveal. So the kind of, it's the contrast between the top red topsoil and, and then the that kind lower. of greyish soil underneath that have, um, and they've basically been preserved naturally. It's quite a dry, windless kind of place. Um, this is baffling because you spend a lot of time doing it, right? Mm. Nobody can see it. I say it, they were done over hundreds of years. Tr- so there was kind of a, an overarching plan. I would say. And people were put to work. And presumably because, like, people, this is for the gods to see. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than kind of an opposing tribe, a warning sign from a... Although that, maybe that too. I mean, there's a lot of just theories yeah. about what it's for because nobody kind of really knows for certain. But the kind of abiding one is this, as you said, to be seen by deities. Yeah. From above. Incredible. I know. And so basically, um, so much of it was like, there has to be... Um, uh, that grandmaster plan... Grandmaster Funk, as yeah. he was known. Mm. And uh, so this guy got really obsessed with the idea that they had means of flight. Right. Back then, 500 years. Oh, you see. would. Can you give us a vibe of the landscape here? No mountains around? So well, f- it's very, yeah, it's a big plateau. Okay, so it's not like you could stand on top of a mountain and look down on it. No. Okay. No. 
or kind of glide off a mountain. Gotcha. So basically this like researcher using um, what they believe would have been available to the, um, the culture created a prehistoric balloon and took flight in it. No. Yeah. So basically um, this guy, Jim Woodman, got in touch, right? So Jim Woodman says, right? Nazca is one of South America's most perplexing archaeological riddles and one of the world's most beautiful works of art. Etched upon Peru's vast, barren Nazca plains, its hundreds of long, ruler-straight lines, immense geometric symbols and giant drawings of curious birds and animals. And um, it's obviously uh, over... 1500 years old maybe nearly 2000 years old and it's totally incomprehensible from the ground how fascinating is that so um jim this is his co uh creator this guy called not jim woodman approached me with his idea that people who created the nazca lines could have seen them from hot air balloons i was intrigued but skeptical yet we successfully flew in a balloon that could have been built by the nazca people a few thousand years ago a thousand years ago. so are we looking at uh, animal skins sewn together yeah so um they also believe that the egyptians and the romans and the vikings and any civilization could potentially have had this technology. Well, like, or they had the potential to create the technology because basically, you know, they had, I mean, it's similar enough to the kind of idea now. It is a a fire using a fire technology. So they basically um, made I like a fire technology. That's right. (laughs) That's right. I'm trying to... um, So from what we know of a hot air balloon... It's burning gas or whatever, mm. a big cylinder of gas. And then the carbon dioxide released rises, the hot air rises, fills the balloon, and that's how it flies. So would they have lit an actual fire Yeah, in some sort of a basket or like, you know, and then sort of either hung down below it? What they did was they built the um, balloon... And they raised it up while it was on land. So it was, it was quite stiff. Yeah. And they um, hoisted it using poles. Okay. Upright and lit a fire underneath it. <gasps> and it did work. Yeah. And Incredible. the wood smoke kind of, they, they made a sort of a trench to kind of fill the Cont- balloon. Yes. Which then allowed it to kind of rise. Become erect and rise. Exactly. And exactly. where were they? In that. So they make this kind of little funny little hammocky thing. Okay. That um that they could hang underneath it. I mean, it's dangerous with a capital D. It mm. is dangerous with a capital D. And it was really, I mean, most people don't really believe that they, they did it that ba- the- back then. But I think people you- enjoyed the spectacle and they definitely enjoyed that, the possibility of it. So Do yeah, they a had a kind of canoe... Yeah. Yeah, let's check it out. So is the fire still going while they were in it? So like as it was like rising. A hot air balloon. Yeah, yeah, it's just exactly like a hot air balloon. That's it in the air there. And so it's kind of a woven wow. canoe Amazing. thing underneath it. Yeah, it's class, isn't it? I feel like they proved it. And yes, that must have been the way. The, I mean. Okay, we'll tell you about a couple of slightly more, uh, I don't know. Yes. What kind of... Modern, just more modern. Just give us a bit of modern. Okay, so this is very similar to our pal Felix. There's another man who tr- jumped from the edge of space, right? Mm. And I really, really enjoyed his story. 
Um, Nick Piandana. Oh, <laughs> Should have practiced. Nick Piantanida. That'll do. Thank yeah. you, Piantanida. So he was the truck driver who jumped from the edge of space. Okay. Um, so he was a great man for uh, placing him self in the way of a Darwin Award. Okay. <laughs> but My okay. Kind of people. <laughs> he was an amateur adventurer, right? And he was desperate to break the world's free fall record. Um, and so basically, if we remember, Joe Kittinger was, do you remember him? He was the guy who jumped in 1960. Yeah. And was like basically the, the first. He was yeah. the expert. He was the first to jump from near space. And um, so Nick's confidence Despite inauspicious, like, you know, beginnings, like, for his project, he wasn't, like, an engineer or, you know, an army guy like Joe Kittinger. He was a truck driver. Was he a man of smarts? He was a man of iron determination. Wow. Yeah. That can really... And iron can be heavy. I see. Yes. But I honestly just think he's, like, fair fucks to him. He actually attracted some of, like, the world's best ballooning experts to his project and there's kind of an irony in his project that basically if he had been slightly less confident he might actually have succeeded i shall tell you so he had this very jano dwyer previously made a living as an exotic pet dealer nice and he did his first skydive in 1963 on the back of a what on the the back of on the back of (laughs) one of of his lizards (laughs) exactly he wore a lizard, mm. just strapped the lizard kind of balloon. Or do you remember I was telling you about when they were smuggling birds and they used to make trousers of a thousand pockets and put a bird in each pant? Yes. Perhaps that could have been a type of flying trouser. That is a yeah. very good. Oh, yeah. my God. Literally the first traveling pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, OK, so he was 31 when he decided to do his first skydive right in 1963 and on the spot decided that his next plan was to set the free fall record from jumping from a balloon at the edge of space. So it was a huge upswoop in ambition mm-hmm. from yeah. one a presumably kind of controlled skydive with experts to my next stop, space. Nice. And nothing in between. Now, I've done a skydive and there is a level of andre- adrenaline when you finish that you, I can see it. Okay, I addictive. can see you just immediately be like, take me higher, higher. More. Um, but he was, um, I, he rode on that adrenaline for many years then, basically. So, so would the juice be the longer the fall, the higher the high? Is that sort of what he might be chasing? No, well, no, because I think once you're like falling from the edge of space, you've got all those issues that member Felix had and yeah, so did yeah, Joe Kittinger yeah. yes. with like passing out yeah. and chronic terror yeah. and <laughs> running away from the project. If That's anyone right. doesn't know what I'm talking about, uh, the man who mm. fell from space, I think is the name of that episode. And uh, so anyway, at first Nick didn't tell anybody his idea because he didn't want to sound like a nut, uh, which is what he wrote, self-described nut. He wrote this in his diaries, but he told his wife and his best friend. And he, so he switched out of exotic pets and went into truck driving so that he could scheme. I think he decided trucking mm. was a good lot of headspace for scheming. Exactly. And um, so somehow in like two years, he'd actually kind of started to get this project 
off the ground. <laughs> he had a small army of engineers involved. He actually had a U.S. senator um, com- uh, involved, like supporting. He'd convinced the company that makes NASA's spacesuits um, called David Clark Company. He basically got those to custom build him a pressure suit. And Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST effectively created like a, a little like one man space program not little like it's impressive it's very it seems impressive. like he got more done in two years than nasa has done in 10 years or the irish government has done ever you just couldn't say no to him obviously. oh i mean uh, like you'd get him on the phone and you'd be like oh, oh God. it's nick Yes, yeah. whatever, Nick. And Nick's pre-schemed this call for like an 18-hour drive. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, basically Nick made three attempts at the space jump, right? On the second try, he actually ascended all the way to 123,500 feet. Whoa. Which is actually higher than the manned ballooning altitude record of the time on his first attempt the second oh the yeah. second so it's still like i mean for a lay person Incredible. who has only been at this for two years mm. he did get into the stratosphere albeit close to earth who was paying for it oh yeah i mean nick and maybe like i'd say he got a few people like again like at the barbecue or whatever he'd fucking corner you <laughs> yeah and i'd say the Couple u.s fibers. senator might have coughed yeah. off a bit of cashola as well um, so very sadly, it was on this second attempt when he broke the, the record, he got stuck Where? in his own basket. It's called a gondola. How? I mean, he just couldn't disconnect his oxygen. Um, and it, he was just totally trapped. And like they have audio or transcripts of audio of him just saying, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Imagine the frustration. Yeah. After all like, that. It takes hours and hours and hours to ascend. You must do it very like, slowly. In, otherwise you get the bends. But yeah. And also, but in 2012, like it took Felix like about five hours to get to get up there. Now, obviously, like actually, to be honest, hot air rising still the same. So it might have just still the same. Yeah, the, same. Yeah, <laughs> the, same the technology has really changed. Yeah, yeah. The so really, absolutely got it. So in the end, he had to make the descent inside the gondola under 
the power of its like emergency parachute instead right. of free fall which was what his plan was obviously so the third attempt and how right? did he get stuck in it was it just like his suit caught on a little a little or, hook do you ever try right oxygen do you ever wear a pair of like trousers or dungarees with a pronounced pocket and you go through a door hand and yeah, the yeah, handle, the handle catch it oh, reefed back that's There's what no I was thinking. There's no greater irritation. Yeah. It's some kind of extended version of that. Yeah. It's hard. Dexterity wouldn't be your friend. You know, you're finding fi- gloves. With the gloves. Yeah. It can be very hard to get, get any. Because you remember mm. with um, For tr- Felix's story with Joe Kidinger, do you remember any breach? Like, he oh, yeah. Take that was giant gloves and any breach, you're, you're, yeah, you'd have an embolism. Yes. Um, okay. So, wait, third attempt, right? Dozens of improvements had been made by Nick and his team, including. Buying a wrench um, for this, uh, for disconnecting the oxygen. So that was just a, that was a cheapo wrench. Yeah. 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 That's an Aldi miscellaneous oil purchase that really would have made all the difference on the second attempt. And his third attempt probably would have worked. Ooh. However, during the ascent, he was about halfway up. So it was 60,000 feet. That is still about twice what a commercial airliner flies at. It is still so high. Um, uh, Lads on the ground, over the radio, heard a And they believed that it was the visor of Nick's helmet opening. Oh, no. And so they... They aborted the mission on his behalf. Like, they took control from the ground. Because his head was about to explode. Well, they didn't know what had happened, but they needed to get him down. And unfortunately, they found him, but (gasps) the effects of decompression had rendered Nick unconscious. But alive. And then he slipped. Yes. Yeah. But then he slipped into a coma and he died four months later. Oh, I dear. I know. Isn't it so sad? He's really Larry 2.0, isn't he? Yeah. Absolutely. Like, he's a man who had a dream and a drive and like such I don't know were the just... eyeballs sucked out of his head do you know like no. when the visor went up you know the pressure it would have just popped your eyeballs completely I'd say no veins and stuff yeah. like 60,000 feet so remember when we were talking about um, Felix's jump yeah we, he had remember we had the list of ways that shit could go down if it went wrong and yeah. he had things like saliva Boiling Boiling. on his tongue and stuff like that. I mean, 60,000 feet, I think... I think you'd have veins popping in your eyes. I'm not sure if your eyeballs would explode. I'm looking up what happens to eyeballs in space. I do. Okay. Um, Swelling in the disc. They believe... Now, friends and things. What? So right, your your eyeballs, yeah. The disc, uh, I'm is it the optic disc <gasps> will swell. Oh, and that's where the optic nerve enters the retina, oh and my then gosh. a complete flattening. Sorry, Cass, of the eye shape. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh my God, no. Um, so some of his friends and family actually believe that he may have opened his visor himself <gasps> to clear condensation and then couldn't get it back down. Bollocks. And I suppose, yeah, you'll ne- we'll never know. So sad. Um, like, because he was a real kind of, you know, he had a dream and what he left behind was this incredible archive of... Um, his his planning and his 
research devotion and his dedication like he was always asking experts anyone who'd give him time he was mining for information he wrote so much so many letters from he wrote to president johnson asking for his endorsement on his project because obviously lyndon johnson had um flown the what zeppelin oh mm. of course they please google okay i have I no will, idea will, what I that will, was will. i forget anyway he had a lot of people who either brushed him off or warned him or people who kind of egged him on like and some people did all three um one nasa official had told him like had commended him and basically said you're achieving a lot with what you have so those kind of letters i think kind of spurred him on and also donations as you said jen who was paying for it all he raised a lot of the money through kind of like what we think of now as crowdfunding mm. and um yeah he uh literally you know just like civilians hearing about his plan put like ten dollars in an envelope and would send him that and he would like thank everyone individually you know, people who only had a dollar gave him a dollar. They had such, it was just such a kind of winner's story. Do you know that kind of way? Mm. Um, there is uh, one letter that survives from a woman who never met him. She was from California. And um, it dates from exactly a year before Nick's fatal jump in 1966. And she says, this is something I've never done before, writing to a stranger. Um, however, I feel compelled to write you and tell you how much I admire your courage. and he'd written on top of the letter answered 5th of May 1965 he wrote back to everybody wow isn't that lovely there's something really fun and attractive about a person with a plan even if it like like and looks huge ridiculous ambition. Mm, somebody yeah. with huge ambition a total belief sometimes that can work you know that can also be one of the most repellent things of all time in the case of Elon Musk <laughs> Um, I didn't, uh, I feel like we should get on to septic tanks and I can tell you, will I tell you the next time? Go on. About... I, I want to hear about the Zeppelin though. I thought that might be coming. Oh no, no. Maybe you could add that to your next time. I'll then. do yeah. the next one, I'll do the Zeppelin. Uh, and I also have a Daredevil IT manager. Oh. <laughs> All right, let me get through septic tank and see where we're timing Do at. it. Let's go for a dip in a septic tank. <clears throat> the year is 1989. I was born that year. Well, happy birthday, Cassie. Thanks. And uh, young Cassie was born in Dublin and over the other side of the world in Japan. Something else happened. So Maya, here we go. Maya Koji Village in Tamora District, District Japan. A lovely 23-year-old primary school teacher had finished her day. So it was February, February 28th, and it was winter. And the weather was extremely cold. So the teacher wrapped herself up, uh, said goodbye to her little class of students and headed back to her dormitory, which wasn't far from the school. She stayed in like this single room and each of the rooms had an attached toilet, right? So uh, back then there was kind of not much developed. It was like a mountainous town. It was a very small village. Everyone knew each other. They didn't have massive infrastructure. So this toilet was what still exists around all of the, our world is a squatting toilet. Mm. You know what that looks yeah. like? Mm. Two panels and a hole. So you I have a funny story. So I was, um, I was camping once 
in this is in like Kenya and they're all squatty potties and we were on this one of these like organized tours great crack you go in this truck everyone camps together and there was a woman from the UK who was one like it was like she'd come out of captivity like she didn't know who like Taylor Swift was she like <laughs> didn't she didn't know anything pop culture references everything surprised her so she was like a strange person to be spending a lot of time around because there was she'd just been released from a room just you somewhere. just couldn't find anything to connect her it was her and her husband and they were lovely but like they were just conversation was difficult and we were in a um <laughs> we were in the toilets in cubicles and they were all squatty potties and uh you know we've been traveling for a while everyone was exhausted you go and do the squatty potty get your tent set up or whatever and the next thing i heard screaming from her squatty potty oh, no. <laughs> and she'd gone into it and faced the wrong way and pissed in her own face because oh. the oh. piss just goes down they're like curved at the back so, yeah like so a- you face the wrong way it just like ricochets in and comes back into your face <laughs> so was she facing the wall she went in and faced the wall which is such a bizarre way to do it yeah. She was like, it, ma- it does make sense for a squatty potty to go in and face the wall. It's only a toilet where there's a cistern where you need to walk in and turn around and yeah, exactly. face the door. So it does make sense that you would face the I wall. I think, I don't know about this. But if this. you walk into a small room, I would say instinct would have you walk in and turn around to Is, face To outwards. face the wall. Yeah, exactly. To face the door for, because you don't yeah, your arse exposed necessarily. Is that, I don't know Maybe those smooth protecting things. the privacy of her face more than her arse. Oh, that's. Mm. Like I mean, if somebody walks in here. Maybe my arse—they'll never be able to identify me by my true, arse. True, true, true. Okay, tell so us. hang on. A quick question for your so a squatty thing. potty in like built-up areas—they're still the same, but they're like ceramic squatty potties. Well, this is not what I'm talking about here. These so are I just think the holes. This is literally just a hole. Uh, but I, that's the viewing deck, isn't it? Well, it's the, it's like it's the same. It's like in the ground. There's a hole dug out of the ground, but yeah. in these ones, it's cer- it's like a ceramic That's, little, so you like a drain. See, so you could assess what's coming out of yourself. Yeah, in France, they have those toys too. Those nice little, like the baby the viewing pool. platform. Yeah. Yes, they're anyway. actually a much nicer way to go to the toilet. Well, you don't get the big splash back, sure, don't you? Because you don't have the distance. Jesus, Jen no, you is don't. laying down some. And it's Hefty good. Shit. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> While you're washing your hair with the splashback. Zeppelin levels of it. <laughs> I like to feed the feeling of a little on the back of my neck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, are you ready? She was heading home. And so we've just made light of what is probably her death. No, no, she's fully okay. okay. And uh, she was packing. And uh, so she headed to her squatting toilet. And so right under the squatting pan, the way her th- toilet was organized was the septic tank. Right. Slurry. And uh, it did. So the septic tank was this U-shaped pipe where one end is linked to the squatty pots, to the squatting pan and the other goes to the sewage outlet. And the sewage mm. outlet was located outside. I don't know why I associate septic tanks with being above ground. Is that weird? I think and that's Maybe because I live in... But yeah, why? Are they above ground there? <laughs> yeah, like the whole 
sewage system of Dublin's above ground down it's there. It's all floating it, Yeah, there's us. a pipe of shit that goes over the road. Oh, you're right. That you have to drive under to get out there. Um, so, <laughs> so can you kind of visualise what... Or do you know the way, like, if you live in the country, your septic tank would be at the end of the garden or something? It would be, but I think that they're, they're but often obviously, buried. No, no, it totally tracks that the whole world has septic tanks underneath us at all times. Yeah. I've just never thought about it that way. So her one... Yeah. You could act, it was it sounded like there was kind of one attached to each loo in this dormitory, and then someone would come to empty the tanks by way of stuffing in a big tube that would suck out oh sick, yeah, like so right that night she got home and headed straight for her loo, uh lowered the jocks, lowered her butt, and casually looked into the pit below. And what did she see in there? Only something very something, unusual. Something looking back at her. It was a shoe. Oh. She was like, what is this? Knowing that this is just my loo, really. And the shites I'm seeing below are my own. And I don't remember putting a shoe down here. Jesus, that so fucking reek of this toilet. She, yeah, I'd say so. God, so she you was. don't want them to be that close to you for too long. She was kind of freaked out. And she lashed on her coat again. She ran outside and opened the outside section of the septic lid. And she got the shock of her bloody life when she saw a human leg amongst the waist. Oh, my God. I bet that scared the shit out of her. (laughs) Yeah, it did. (laughs) So startled, she screamed, ran to call her boss in work, colleagues, and one of her colleagues called the police. So, I don't know. I think in those moments... You don't have friends? You don't... Well, the colleagues were her friends. <laughs> so me. They would have been pals. But I like, would why? be straight into the WhatsApp thread. And do you know what i do? i do a voicey. Yeah. And I'd forward it to like about nine groups at once. At what point would G- you call the police? A generic voicey. Like a little round robin email. I do think it's strange that she called all her mates before calling the police. Mm. Now, however... So, the body inside the septic tank... Putting on a, literally a leggy display. ...was putting on a leggy display. He was bent up with his hands crossed over his chest, right, with a neatly folded shirt beneath his hands. Bent up, like sitting upright? No, oh, so he was on his back, mm-hmm. head faced underneath where her hole for her yeah. squatty potty was Yikes. hands crossed over his chest like a dead corpse house y- yes with a neatly folded shirt beneath his hands okay and knees crunched up to his chest as well I'll show you oh, an image he was just doing um, bicycles or, mo- or maybe no, a, not. leg a, cycles you a know crunch ones. up I would say so rather. oh yeah crunch okay and uh, so <laughs> The, the, so very, very strange. He was also topless and barefoot. So the body was uh, well. That tracks. Taken so out. They had to break dirty. up the septic tank to get him out of there. Why? And he well, t- what? Bizarre. Could they not get him back out of the hole she had opened? No. It Wait, was how so. How the fuck did he get in there? Exactly. Oh my god. So the body was the septic tank hole was broken up they got him out he'd gone um, into sort of what do you call it when they stiffen up again rigor mortis yeah there'd been a bigger bit of rigor and they brought him then to the local uh, guy to perform an autopsy and they'd cleaned (laughs) him the local guy did he have any (laughs) was he just some local man 
<laughs> some <laughs> local man performs the butcher the local butcher to do that so they host them off I'd love very to sit well in on an autopsy you definitely can yeah. how can i do it maybe i could make up that i need it for book research you could do that i'm sure they'd let you in they'd only be delighted with the company that's now that's my other project what was my other project oh yeah i'm gonna write daily mail stuff and okay the zeppelin Bro, let's i go. think you and should zeppelin. write the daily mail stuff with the content generator Oh, you could write great your idea. one very quickly. That's very good. Couldn't remember the name of it there when I was trying to do it earlier on. So, uh, as quick as an eye, an autopsy was performed. And soon after, the man was identified. His name is Naoyoki Kano. He's a 26-year-old man. Uh, he's described as being like a promising, well-known man in the village, very well-liked. Uh, so, Naoyoki had been missing. So on 24th of February, four days after he was found dead in the septic tank, so four days before, rather, uh, uh, Noyaki or Noyuki went missing. So according to forensics, he was believed to have died on the 26th, two days before she found him in the tank. Okay. So the man's father and the local villagers were absolutely outraged by the conclusion, simply because everybody knew him. Uh, Noyuki was best friends was sorry he was best known as this reliable social person he was a mm. sales manager of a company uh, that supported nuclear power plants so the villagers knew him really well um, and it was impossible for them to associate him to associate him uh, with this idea of this kind of perverted voyeur which is what it looked like from the position of his body uh, well, like that's what they thought Absolutely so. His face was positioned directly under this young woman's squatting loo. Yeah. What other reason would somebody be in there? Have chosen, if we are to believe that he got in there himself. But did they establish how, they, I thought they had to cut it open to get him out. So how did they even think that he'd gotten in there? It's by some mad contortion okay. skills. Okay. So it was not completely impossible for him to of have gotten course, in. Of course, I get you, yeah. Because you'd said about the rigour, yeah. So here is, so we'll talk about how the hell he got into the septic pipe in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it had a symmetrical design and a diameter of 14 inches. So picture that. Give us a look at your arm thing there, Soph. What Typically length is now that? that's in centimetres. So, but right. 14 inches is just over a foot. So like, you know. So 14 yeah. inches in Like it probably is the tip of my middle finger to my elbow. centimetres. Yeah, that's probably... Yeah, my time. middle to elbow. Okay, so he was not an enormous man. So he was five foot seven inches. So that is just one inch taller five than me. Seven. Okay, go back here just to tell you the other pipe end. So we've got the big, big er fourteen diameter septic tank hole mm. on the outside, and that, and then we have the inner toilet, um, with a squatty pan around it, which had an opening of only eight inches. So. We can just write that off as the kind of entry point for him. Yeah. He must have come in from the outside. So he was five foot seven inches tall. And was uh, he quite slight? He was like, they're calling him average shoulder width of a man between 25 and 29 year old in Japan. Um, and then they've determined that's about 16 inches of width of his shoulders. Yeah. Now, that's not to say you couldn't go in at a diagonal. You know, because that's how babies one. come out of the birth canal. Exactly, shoulder at a time. Exactly. Yeah. So, but we're talking about a stiff fourteen-inch. So he hole. would have remembered it from his own birth. Naturally. Yes. Um. So later, his father. So again, 
they kind of initially determined the that it was almost impossible for him to get into the pipe himself. Later, uh, Noyuki's father used a cutout septic tank pipe to reenact the crime scene. Mm. So Noyuki's father believed that this he wanted to to dispel this idea that Noyuki was this kind of uh, totally, yeah. curvy guy that wanted to look up yeah. this woman's. Jaxie as she was going to the uh, Do you know John. what this reminds me of? Do you remember the story in Australia that we did about the garbage chute? Yes. And that, that was they really had disturbing. done a reenactment of that as well to prove mm. that she wouldn't have been able to get into it by herself. And they did in fact prove that she wouldn't have been. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, so uh, Noyuki's father, so he set up this reenactment crime scene and uh, then was able to realise that with or without clothing, there was no way to get into that 14 inch diameter pipe. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was hoping to. So he was assuming that Noyuki was. So if we are to assume that Noyuki was a pervert. Looking to look up. Look at, up the woman. Uh, so we can now. What year was this again? Oh, 1989. 90, well done Cass. The year of Cassie's birth. I just feel like. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I suppose. Also. easy to find that stuff elsewhere. That's true. Right. So. So assuming that. Noyuki was really desperate to look up the Jaxi. How would he not kind of know that it was impossible to get into the pipe, much less get out unscathed? Mm. So there'd be one thing getting in there and forcing your face up towards the eight diameter inch hole. Your body oh. completely packed. No, never mind the shite oh, and the whiz. Yeah. You'd be co- like absolutely constricted. What the hell is going on with the folded shirt under his crossed arms as well so if he was getting in are we to believe that he got in whilst clutching a folded shirt it just doesn't seem true the other thing that's really noted is that there was no traumatic injuries on on his body so given the Mm. size of the pipe whether he was being forced in or got in on his own we would Definitely. See scruffs, marks or something, yeah. Yeah, so however, like, there was only very minor scratches on elbow and knee and no other injuries on his body. Yeah. So the other thing about February in Fukushima was it's so cold. So uh, in February, it was freezing cold there. It's even colder than in the slurry septic tank. And there was eight inches of snow on the day of his death. So... He was found topless in this very cold weather and the bloody clothes under his arms just freaked me out. So given the benefit of doubt that he was truly desperate to get in, it's simply not possible, like, under those conditions. Huh? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm nearly finished. Thank you. Uh, So... Also his shoes, right? So he's barefoot. The police searched the septic tank, found only one shoe, the one that she was able to see. And uh, the other shoe was found in a riverbed quite a distance away from the crime scene. So why the hell are the shoes so far apart? And who the hell... He must have had... Like, there must... Somebody else must be responsible. Yeah. Or been an accomplice, at least. So... What about the teacher? So some people suspected the teacher may have killed him. The toilet was poorly lit. The, pe- the pit was so deep, though. How could she have spotted the shoe in the first place? So ah, there was some yeah. suspicion like, how the hell did you see this? The moment she saw the shoe, like we were saying, she called her mates, sorry, yeah. her colleagues, rather than the police. 
And she ran around to open the septic lid herself, which was deemed mm. kind of an unusual move. So could it be that the teacher had murdered him, framed it as this weird accidental death? Uh, it turns out Naoki knew the teacher through her boyfriend. They knew right. each other really well. So uh, once the teacher had some type of phone harassment going on and Yuki and her boyfriend helped record the calls, handled the tape, you know, handed the tape to the police. He would, they were baits. Like, yeah. there was, they had a history. Uh, sorry, I'm keen that to keep, to and wrap so, this up, but there's a little bit more. Go for it. There is, his body was found on the February 28th. He was believed to have died on the 26th. The last person to saw him alive was his father. His father on the 24th, around 10 in the morning while watching TV, Nayuki said, look, I'm going out to run errands. And since then, no one had seen him. The 24th happened to be the funeral of this big emperor. And uh, it was a national memorial day. Everyone was on vacation. The teacher had taken leave and went back to her hometown uh, during that period so she was not in the dormitory but Nayuki knew that she wasn't going to be there so why would he get in to look up her skirt knowing she wasn't going to be there mm. I don't know also his car was found pretty near the crime scene it was parked in a lot in the dormitory cars plugged into the keyhole uh, door wasn't locked it was like he didn't plan to be there long more like a quick getaway uh, kind of scene Okay, and so the car was there in the parking lot and then the shoe was further away by the river. Exactly. And, and then the, the other, other shoe, shoe was in the septic further tank with in him. the septic tank than so he was. So what the hell happened? I can't believe you're about to do this to us. You don't know. I'm sorry, I don't know. You but bitch. I, here's a visual of what, sorry, maybe I should have shown this to oh you earlier. God, it's how so claustrophobic. Tight, I can't even look at it. How packed his body was in wow. there. Shit. It's a real mystery. Maybe he was running from somebody and hiding. Yes, Absolutely. Like what What did they find in the autopsy was the actual cause of death again? Asphyxiation. I don't actually know. So I think it might have been hypothermia. But how did he get in and bend his body in that way? Can it's, I see? Yeah, sure. It's almost like you could almost imagine getting in. And they did Head say first. a contortionist, a contortionist could have managed getting in. Yeah, because your upper body would get down to we there. We don't think he was a contortionist. Like your ass would land there. Yeah. No, no, sorry. Upper body and then turn left. I'll post yeah, this in hard right. Yeah, you'd have to slide in. On the Insta. Yeah. It's oh a very, God, very tightly so... packed image. It's got nutty putty qualities about it. I just... Yeah, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. And because of the Tell cold... Tell the people what nutty putty nutty is. Nutty putty is the death of a man uh, in this place. I think it, it's in the States somewhere, but it's a it's a really famous tunneling thing. I can't really even remember. I've come back. I keep not doing it because every time oh, I go I to research I keep it, thinking you've done it. It's basically... It freaks me out. It's a, we've done um, a nutty putty before. We've done oh, nutty putty. we've talked about doing it. Millions it, of times. It's a route, like a hole right down in a canyon. Scalumping. Or, or, what's the name of it? Scalumping. Thank, thank you, sir. This is, I can't even look at it. It's very it's claustrophobic. So yeah. So anyway, it's still a mystery. And it's one of those very weird ones. Um, I can't fucking believe you. I'm really sorry. I'm quite angry. I know. Fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Luckily, there's a tea cake somewhere in this room that will... And, uh... Uh, guys, that's the end of the episode. Guys, thanks, Jen. Thanks for joining us. You'll catch. So what fascinated now. We We've can't got stop a major one for the hive. Uh, we have a young woman, a mystery. Uh, a young woman in 1960 went to confession and 
couple of days later, her body was found um, in the canal. And the last person to see her alive was the priest to whom she had just confessed. <gasps> okay, da, 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 da. to be fair to priests, I'd say they've been the last to see a lot of people go. 100%. Oh, they do the final And it wouldn't the final all rights. be about their assaulting of generations of people. It's not, not all, all about priests. it. Hashtag not, not all, all priests. priests. See you next week. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.